Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International. With the Scripture and the Sense podcast, number 970, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. (coughs) Pardon me. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it and that is the church It is our prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. Uh, Today, uh, my beloved, we're reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 17. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, so much for this day, a day I've been waiting on for several years. And I thank you for answering my many prayers and thwarting a devil-inspired situation and uh, proving how that your word is so true that your greatest enemies will be they of your own household and your own family. And a prophet is not without honor save in his own household and family. Lord, I thank you for fortifying that, uh, Lord, in my heart and mind down through the years. So, uh, to the point where it does not even phase me, I'm down for whatever you are down for, and whatever you want done. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you for your holy word. Here we are in the last book of the Bible, and all of your holy, uh, the last book in the Old Testament, rather, and all of your holy word is such a blessing and so good to us and to our souls, for those of us who are saved. And I do pray that you will speak to our hearts, Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen.
verse 17. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, Wherein have we wearied him? When we say, Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's what, unfortunately and sadly, pastors that we have respected and loved, uh, somehow they got paid off by the government or somebody to sanction homosexuality and homosexual marriage in the church. The reason why I have to mention that abomination so often is because this is the one that really truly gets God really upset because it is a demonic attempt to turn his world upside down. If you do not think this is a concerted effort, you are woefully deceived and let me disabuse you of that thought. Pastors, Andy Stanley, Otis Moss III, and all of the pastors that they have influenced, and sad to say, their cohorts, Ed Stetzler, and J.D. Greer, and others, black and white, white, leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention, leaders of the National Baptist Convention, men that we thought we could trust, and that uh, we thought that God could trust. They have allowed this to happen. That's why poor, lost, heathen people are out defending themselves, standing by themselves, the author, and I never thought I would have to defend the author of Harry Potter. And she's still standing strong. Thank God the new president of uh, Discover Channel and uh, CNN and all of that, he said the other day, and I believe we ran it, that he's going to, he doesn't care what the woke crowd says, which is led by homosexuals and lesbians and transgender people. He does not care what they say. He's bringing the author of Harry Potter back and he's hiring her to help make the next movies for Harry Potter. I said, go ahead. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me. She stood by herself, a female author, against this damnable heresy and foolishness of trying to make men into women and women into men by herself. Pastors didn't even stand up with her. Andy Stanley didn't stand up with her. Otis Moss III didn't stand up with her. Some of the pastors uh, around here in Texas didn't stand up with her. In the Southern Baptist Convention, National Baptist Convention, she had to stand alone by herself Another dear lady up in Norway, she had to stand alone. Thank God the Christian Post stood with us as we exposed that damnable situation up there. And poor parents, even in your churches now, as Dr. Brown, 
Michael Brown, I think his name is, has pointed out when he wrote a heartbreaking article about people in the church now got daughters and sons who come back from school saying they uh, a boy saying she's a he's a girl now a girl saying he's a she's a boy now I can't I, I can't even get uh, get it out myself is so demonic satanic and confusing and some of you pastors ought to be ashamed of yourself allowing homosexuals in the church they can visit but they can't be members not in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ because once you make them members they are they have the rights and privileges to do whatever they want to do work in the nursery as a transgender devil excuse me a lesbian homosexual back there with your children and then they're going to come to church as a transvestite. There are some pastors who have already done it. Pastors. To teach the little children. They're at your library. They're at your schools. Oh, the devil tried to pull a fast one on me, but God had already warned me, so I'm fired up and ready to go. And Sister Hermoth, I'm ready to eat as well. So prepare me a plate. I know my daughter Danny will and my daughter Danita will. And I'm looking forward to it. Just don't put any poison in it. Her mouth is my mother-in-law. <laughs> and everybody knows about mother-in-laws. All right, just get me a plate. I don't need to talk with you. Just get me a plate. And don't put, any, don't put no hex on it now. Don't be putting no pins and a little doll on me. I'm fired up and ready to go more now than ever. For there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I'm here to tell you, back to the issue at hand. You pastors who have said homosexuality is good, it is not a sin. These devils, people who are homosexuals and lesbians and all of that, which by the way, thank you homosexuals, thank you Pastor Andy Stanley, thank you Ed Stetzer, Thank you, Otis Moss III. Thank you for monkeypox. The devil is a lie. Thank you. Okay, because here we go. You wouldn't stop it. God is aiming to stop it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and if one of my children get monkeypox or coronavirus, uh, I'm going to send you the bill. Because you have... Brought that on us. And your other little pastor friends who don't have enough sense to follow God, they're following you. And some dumb church leader magazine, some evil church leader magazine, some evil outreach magazine, great names. I'm not too sure about the church leader thing. It should be church servants. The devil is a lie. Don't get me started here today. But but that's what has happened. Here come the monkeypox. Now my friends, you certainly you don't want the coronavirus plague. Bless your heart. But you certainly don't want the monkeypox. And by the way, they need to change that name and they also need to stop 
uh, uh, using only black hands to show the pictures and the graphics. Black people only got money. It don't even show up like like it shows shows up on the white folks, and they're the ones who mostly have it. It's all up in Europe. It's really not taken over Africa yet. That, but that's how you. That's what you want to say. You know, you want to say they come from Africa. No, no, no. It come from that homosexual meeting they had over there uh, in Spain, and it's spreading across Europe, and it's coming is is in Britain, Great Britain, and now it's coming to America. You know who sent it? God, because he's trying to save us from ourselves. The devil is alive. Pardon me, this is another AIDS thing for the homosexual community. They used to call it Jerry Farwell, Senior Revenge. And now they can call it Daniel White III, Revenge. Because I've warned you and I've told you, especially in the church, and now you're going to have monkeypox in the church. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing. Pastor. Back to the text. You have wearied the Lord with your words. I have three different messages to preach today. I may not preach all of them today. But I think I I think God led me to the right one. Glory be to God. You have really the Lord. You won the Lord out with your words. You lying pastors and lying priests. And by the way, I told the past the bishop, so-called, of San Francisco, home of homosexuality, the capital of sodomites. I said, now here you are. Look at you, what you're doing. I told you not to do this. Here you are refusing to serve communion to one of your church members who is the head of Congress, I forget her name, Nancy Pelosi, deep Catholic. And I told you what you need to do, Bishop, because we, we have caught you driving drunk and you have been accused of covering up sodomites homosexuals, men who have molested children, women who have molested children, nuns who have raped children with the crucifix. And I told him, and I told him before, don't, don't refuse to give communion to Nancy Pelosi. Lest she gets the nerve up she really doesn't want to do it because she has a whole lot on you and on the Catholic Church, including the popes. And if she gets the nerve up and she's a bad woman to investigate you and the Catholic Church, man, that, that's stupid. Tell her you want to refuse the President communion and you are guilty of worse than what they have done. That's right. Homosexuality is worse than abortion. Because the babies can't even come with a man sticking his penis in a man's butt or mouth. Oh, no, 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 don't get upset. Hold on, Sister Hermoth, we all right. Hold on. And, and your friend with you. 
you know she needs to be saved. But you've always been cool with me. Just hold on. And then you make sure that Danny and Anita fix my plate. That's all right. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. We're gonna be all right. Her mouth is my mother outlaw. I mean in law. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Mr. Bishop, you need to receive that, and here's what you need to do, Bishop. Over San Francisco, don't you serve communion, you devil? If you can't serve. Her, don't you can't serve the president. Don't serve communion at all because all of you people are taking communion and giving communion unworthily, and many, many millions have died, even in your church, Mr. Bishop. Because they have taken communion for years unworthily. See, you thought that passage meant that God would kill you right then. No, God does not roll like that. God is very merciful and very gracious, and God is very long-suffering. Oh, but, but see, as the old saints used to say, the will of God grinds slow, <laughs> but it grinds show. And yet, you say, wherein have we wearied him? And lock it back. Tell me he's actually preaching live right now. Okay. When you say everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them, or where is the God of judgment? That's what pastors have done in the church across this country and around the globe. They have called evil good and God is not pleased and that's why we're in a plague of long continuance with the coronavirus plague as well as now monkeypox, hepatitis, everything is breaking loose. Because you did not believe God, you did not believe the word of God, you did not believe his prophet, I warned you. And now look at the mess we're in. War being threatened by uh, nuclear bombs. Because pastors, even some pastors from Dallas Theological Seminary, one of the greatest seminaries, I thank the Lord that Dr. Tony Evans kept me back from some things. He knew what he was doing. I would have been in that mess. God told me otherwise, and God told him 
He doesn't need that. Uh, I believe I believe God's going to use him in a mighty fashion, and he has. And he has stood by God in the Word as well. He's nicer than I am. And he'll hug your neck on the way to the pulpit. And then he's going to cut you up with words. You're not even going to realize it. Uh, you got to get it by freight. So, okay. Everybody's different. So, my beloved, that was Malachi 2.17. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it further with the power of the Holy Ghost and with the Bible knowledge commentary. This oracle has a striking contrast between its first and last verses. Though the people had changed in their views on God's justice, God himself had not changed. Glory be to God. God himself has not changed. Glory be to God. God changeth not. The Bible says the Son of God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Neither do his covenant promises. Therefore, Israel's faith and the hope should have been stabilized, but it wasn't. Like the people of the day who are supposed to be the people of God, and by the way, I'm still calling on if Ed Stesser is going to support and prop up Andy Stanley, he needs to resign so-called church leaders, which I kind of love and like. I mean, I kind of like. Let me say it that way. I don't love it because they're always coddling pastors like little babies. Don't say this to your pastor members. It may push them over the edge. He's already close. Well, some of these pastors need to be pushed over the edge, which I said many years ago, and thank, uh, I'm thankful that over 50% have resigned and quit, or they want to quit, because they were they, they were not called by God in the first place. And Andy Stanley is a volunteer; he was never called by God that was by his own admission. And so we have pastors today who have called not only evil but an abomination good. The homosexuals told the pastors when they paid them off, we want you to say that homosexuality is not even a sin. Well, adultery is a sin. We don't let members into the church committing adultery. Are they living in adultery? Most godly pastors are not going to do that. Even young people committing adultery or fornication, if they know the church knows that, they, they are not allowed to make them members. They can come until they get saved, but evidently they're not saved. Even a drunkard can't be a member of the church. However, she was acting and talking as if she had no God to believe in or hope for, like the church today. Most people in the church, that's why I'm preaching like I'm preaching, even about my own wife. I do not, after 34 years of marriage, I do not believe my wife is saved. She acted like a saved woman today, and I thank God for that. Uh, but I pray that it would become permanent. 
in her life for her own good for uh, God's glory <coughs> and that's I, I, I believe that's the reason why God is leading me to preach like I'm preaching I'm, we're trying to get you saved don't worry about us worry about yourself being in the church religious and lost Therefore, ironically, the God whose word to people of faith is that he does not change or grow weary is now said to be wearied with this people's faith, faithless and hopeless and ungodly and lying words, calling good evil and evil good. You know, my greatest enemy is not only people in my own family, but people in my own church, in churches, pastors are my greatest enemies. And their wives hate my guts, many of them, because I call them a Jezebel, because they, they're married to Ahab, and they control Ahab, so therefore they control the church, and Jesus is against it. He mentioned it in the Old Testament and in the New. Remember, Jezebel was thrown out of the window. No, we're not throwing anybody out of the window. So don't accuse me of that. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. She was thrown out of a window and the dogs ate her. She was that bad in God's sight. And the Jezebel in the church is worse. And Jesus is against her. Pastor's wife. They're mad at me also because I preach that a woman ought to submit to her husband. They can't stand that. So my greatest enemies are they of my own household, my family members. And people in the church, pastors and pastors' wives especially. In fact, I believe uh, some of the negativity that uh, has come against me has become has come against me because of pastors' wives influencing their pastor husbands to try to start some mess with me. Again, the people were portrayed as being oblivious to their sin. How have we wearied him? We have not wearied God. We have not worn God out. Why, by our lies and calling evil good? It's okay. And so, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, uh, Let's pray and move on to our third segment, the family segment. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray and I thank you for your holy word. For you gave it in a powerful way. And Lord, you know, I didn't even, didn't even really... Uh, expect to do all of that but you did and I thank you for that and Holy Father God speak to the hearts of your people to confess their sins and repent and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now that you would save those who are lost revive those who are saved heal those who are sick as we deal now first with the family segment and pray for others in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death. To these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things, you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically, your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out 
and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.